When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Secret News, a Radical Money segment, Radical Money show. I'm your host, Michael Garza, and you are to forgive me, my voice is a little bit <clears throat> messed up at the moment. Had too many fish sticks, man. Too many damn fish sticks. Anyway, no, I um, just kind of wanted to get back on the air and just uh, talk to all you guys for a little bit and, and um, just kind of get a, get a move on and kind of talk about what I want to talk about with you guys. So the main reason I called you all here today in my laboratory, in my basement, my basement dwelling, um, is to tell you all about the, the different news um, on the VOO. We, we, on this show, our whole goal is just to go over news articles and discuss them. We try to go through at least three. Sometimes we go through two, depending on how lazy we are um, or just how involved we feel like being. I usually like to make the episodes about 15 to 20 minutes, so if I could squeeze enough news articles in 15 to 20 minutes, I'm a happy lad. Anyway, uh, on to the show. Ooh. Anyway, I'm looking up the news. S&P 500. Let's see what the S&P 500 news is looking like. Ooh. Let's look at more stuff on the VOO, actually. VOO stock. Let's be more specific, because I am curious, because, I, I, you know, the S&P 500, it's been, it's going to, I think it's going to start fluctuating. I think it's going to take a big hit, because uh, there's been a lot of people, there is an index fund bubble. I do think it needs to be uh, talked about, and I want to just kind of discuss it briefly here. Um, before we look at any articles, there's definitely an index fund bubble. To what end? I'm not too sure. I know there's a lot of shitty, there's, I mean, there's not too many shitty companies in the S&P 500, but not all of them are golden children, you know. So not everything in the S&P 500 is going to be uh, stellar. Uh, it's decent, but anyway, we're just going to move on here. Um, let's pull up the information. Oh, it looks like I already got it up. Never mind. Let's shrink myself here. Oh, no, I'm shrinking, shrinking, shrinking. Oh, my God, I'm shrinking. Ah, how to get this small. <laughs> I can't even do that voice properly, but uh, that felt good. Anyway, um, so one ETF. That, so this is interesting. I do like some of these articles. A lot of them are the Motley Fool, Seeking Alpha, Yahoo Finance. But I typically see uh, Seeking Alpha and Motley Fool as the primary news sources. So I do like to go with them. They're not entirely bad, but I do think a lot of them are geared towards manipulating the market and getting people to buy into things just to increase their position. I do believe that. Or increase somebody else's position, you know. Either way, somebody's getting paid to write these articles and it helps. Um, one ETF that can make that can take you from $0 to a million dollars, written by Katie Brockman, published August 25th, 2021. It's uh, fool.com. Let's take a list. Let's take a read. Okay, some of the key points ETFs can be a great choice for those who want a low maintenance investment uh, by investing consistently you can earn more than you think with the right etf 
Investing in the stock market can be intimidating, but it's also a fantastic way to generate wealth. You also don't need to be experienced investors succeed in the stock market, and sometimes the most low-maintenance investments can earn you the most money. If you're just getting started in the stock market, there's one investment in particular that could be great, be a great fit for your portfolio. And with the right strategy, you can go from $0 to a millionaire. Balancing risk and reward. Exchange-traded funds, ETFs, can be ooh, a smart option for investors who want a hands-on type of investment. Each ETF uh, may contain dozens of or hundreds of stocks, creating instant gratification. Sorry, instant diversification with a single fund, and you'll you never have to worry about choosing uh, individual stocks. There's a huge advantage. Do quick pause. Quick pause here. There's a huge advantage to not having to always have to look for the right company. I do think that massive diversification is probably the safest way you can go, especially with the S&P 500, because they, um, they do diversify these 500 companies across different sectors. So you are technically exposed to a lot of different sectors, and you're exposed to a lot of big names. So honestly, you could do just fine owning only one... <laughs> if you wanted to own one stock, I should say one anything, it would definitely be... Um... Oh, hell... It would definitely be an S&P 500 index fund or a NASDAQ 100, one or the other. Either way, I, I prefer an S&P 500 index fund. I like the diversification. And if you really wanted to play it a little bit differently, you could do an all stock market index fund where you invest in the full total market. Isn't that fucking wild? It's like people don't realize you could do this, but you could do this. You can you technically get a piece of everything. And those index funds can be very, very tempting. Um, me personally, though, I am still of the mind of the belief that S&P 500 is the best way to go because you're getting exposed to 500 great companies. You're not getting exposed to everything. Because, look, there's a lot of shit out there. Let's just face it. There's a lot of shitty companies out there. So if you go with the best 500 companies... And the S and P five, and you know you're gonna get some sort of return, a good return most likely. The advantages are real, so take it where it go, where it comes, you know. Oh, I, I just really I believe wholeheartedly that you could just honestly own just a single index fund and be fine, and continue to invest over time. And, and like I said, with one of the things I like to tell everybody, with fractional shares, you have the ability to purchase <laughs> a fraction of a share of an entire index fund. So it's like with an index fund, you're already technically fractionally in a weird way investing just by owning one share, but you can also fractionalize that fraction. Fraction of a fraction of a fraction. But it's uh, that's, the, that's the way I look at it, at least. Either way, getting an index fund is super crucial. And let's just, uh, let's just read the rest of the article. I'm blabbering too much. Um... One of the biggest advantages of this fund is just relative. Hold on, I think I read something. Balancing risk and reward can be a smart option for investors who want a hands-off type of investment. Each ETF may contain dozens of hundreds of stocks, creating instant diversification with a single fund, and you never need to worry about choosing individual stocks. Although there are countless ETFs to choose from, one great choice is the Vanguard S&P 500 ETF. The fund includes all 
all the stocks within the S&P 500 index itself, or roughly with 500 stocks from the largest and strongest companies in the U.S. One of the biggest advantages of this fund is that it's relatively low-risk investment. While this ETF, like all investments, can experience short-term volatility, it's more likely to earn positive returns over time. The S&P 500 has a long history, and it's experienced many market crashes and corrections over the years. However, it's been able to recover from all of its downturns. And this is the S&P 500 uh, ETF performance since 2000s. Um, this is something that if you're listening to this on Anchor FM, you won't be able to see the chart, obviously, because you're on the, listening to the podcast. But this is basically showing in the chart from the year 2000 all the way up to today just how much growth there's been. It's always been on the um, incline, not the decline. I will admit, though, I'm looking at the straight line, if there's a straight line to it, which has been a lot of dips, but I don't know. I mean, the growth is real. That's the one thing I like about it, and the growth is definitely there. The 2008 crash, though, you could tell when the 2008 crash happened, and that was crazy. But if you would have invested during the 2008 crash, like when everything was crashing, and just kept kept on investing... I mean, just swiping up great companies left and right. God, see, the, the, see, a market crash like that is when is honestly the ideal time to invest, which is one of the reasons why I keep hordes of money on hand just in case that happens. But since stocks are relatively uh, inflation-proof for the most part, I uh, stocks have nowhere else to go but up. So either way, I kind of win no matter what because um, I bet against the market, so I bet against uh, volatility indexes. And I bet for them. So because I play both sides, I'm able to win either way. Um, that's just the way to do it. That's the way to do it, in my opinion. It, it, it does take some risk when you first start playing both sides of the market. But um, once you get it established, you're pretty much home free. I don't recommend it for everybody. It, it seriously takes a certain type of thick skin. Um, it takes a certain kind of... Oh, um... It takes a certain kind of mentality. And I, I've got the mentality for it. I just know that... Um, I mean, if you think you had the mentality for it, if you can swallow volatility, then good. But if you if if you can't, don't do it. You know. Anyway, I'm going off topic. It's on topic, but it's a little off topic. I want to stay on this article here. Um, well, past performance doesn't predict future returns. There's a good chance it will continue to thrive despite volatility. And because the Vanguard S&P 500 ETF tracks the index itself. It's very likely that your investment will earn positive returns over the long run as well. How much can you earn with this ETF? Despite its lower levels of risk, S&P 500 ETFs can earn substantial returns. Since its inception in 2010, the Vanguard S&P 500 ETF has earned an average rate of return of nearly 16% per year. That's incredible. Uh, because the stock market has been experiencing an incredible bull market over the past decade. See, that's the thing, though. With all these people throwing their money into these ETFs, these these index fund ETFs, it's also inflating the S&P 500 in ways that we can't predict. So technically, we're losing price discovery, our ability to discover true price of each of these companies in the S&P 500 itself. So because the stock market has been experiencing an incredible bull market over the past decade, returns that... Uh, I may be unlikely over the long run. S&P 500 itself has historically earned average returns of around 10% per year, which is more realistic. Uh, well, you may not earn 10% returns each and every year, 
the highs and lows should average out to roughly 10% over time. Even earning average returns, it's still possible to become a millionaire with this type of investment. Assuming you're earning a 10% annual average annual return on your investments, here's what it would take to accumulate $1 million, depending on how much you can afford to save each month and the number of years you invest. So a uh, number of years, 40, um, amount invested per month, $200. Total savings would be 1.06 million. Uh, number of years, 35, uh, amount invested per month would be $350. You'd get $1.138 million. And uh, let's see, if you invested for 30 years and just put down $550 um, per month, you would uh, have 1.08 million. Um, Twenty and uh, 25 years, you would get if you uh, did $850 a month of investing, uh, you'd have 1.003 million dollars. And then 20 years of investing, 20 years. Sorry, if you invested $1,500 each month for 20 years, you would have a 1.03 million dollars over time. It's a great return rate. Uh, by investing consistently and staying invested for the long haul, you can earn a substantial amount in the stock market. And the more time you have to let your money grow, the less you'll need to invest each month to become a millionaire. It's never too late to get started investing, even if you don't have a dime saved so far. It's still possible to reach millionaire status someday with the right investment. So essentially what this is trying to say, and I like this article, this is actually an okay article. Um, it is saying that if you continue to invest in the S&P 500 index funds, like any of them, really, over time, the average rate of return does average out to about 10% overall. If you stick, if you stick around the long haul, and you just buy and hold, buy and hold, buy and hold, buy and hold. The problem is so many people, the one thing you can never do is panic sell. Buying the S&P 500 is fucking brilliant in a sense because um, you get the ability. Hold on, just looking at something real quick. Hmm, interesting. Anyway, though, the whole idea um, behind an S&P 500 index is, be, is is to just be exposed to all 500 of the best companies. And now that index does change, by the way. There are times where some companies just end up doing poorly or go out of business or just start having poor earnings and just poor revenue growth that there's no other choice but to kick them out of the S&P 500 index and then replace it with another company. My only fear is that so many companies within the S&P 500 are so overvalued that uh, we may see a substantial market crash. Now, like I said, if there's a, if there's a huge market crash, that, that's a really good time to just start investing like crazy at whatever cost, you know, a 10% decline, 20% decline, 30% decline. The further down it goes, the more you want to buy. And um, the reason I'm a big proponent of investing on the downturn is because obviously it's going to eventually go back up and you're basically getting 500 of the best companies at a stellar discount when the markets go down like crazy. That's why I love bear markets. I love it when things go down like crazy because that's an ability. It's, it's a time for me to get in and invest like a maniac, the maniac I am, which is something I, I love to invest, man. I eat, sleep and breathe this shit. And that's why I tell people, if you want to stay safe in the markets, at least 
but you want to dip your toe in the water, get an S&P 500 index fund. It's the simplest way to go. You, the, the two that you can get, one of them is the VOO, which is the Vanguard, and then the other one's SPY, the Spider S&P 500. They're both S&P 500 index funds. They both have very identical patterns. They're both pretty much the same. They have a very similar expense ratio. I would go with either or. It's totally up to you. I just recommend that you get your foot in the door. Get into the markets, man. You want to get into the markets one way or another. It's just the smartest thing you can do. So, But I hope this has been inspirational, at least this one news article. Let's just try to find something that, uh, that's against the S&P 500 a little bit. So we saw one that's kind of pro S&P 500, which I am very pro S&P 500. So um, but what's, what's one that's kind of a negative news? I'm curious. Burned by the summering as soon as you test instead. I love that article, SPY versus VOO ETF, which is better by. They're both basically the same. I would trust either. They've both been around long enough. Uh, they're totally good. Uh, I trust Vanguard as a company, but definitely... Um, it's basically almost the same. They're virtually the same weighted. The same, yeah, they have the same weighted market cap. It's wild. So it's like I don't know. Hmm. I am kind of curious though, because I love. Um, Looking into this stuff, it's very fascinating. Now, this is interesting. This is kind of, I guess, one that's a little bit in uh, against an S&P 500 uh, fund. Uh, this is a Market Watch article, MarketWatch.com. Um, it says if you own an S&P 500 fund, you might want to consider replacing it with this better performing uh, dividend stock. Um, the article is public, last updated, last published, August 13th, 2021. That's my birthday. Uh, uh, August 13th is. And uh, last updated August 16th, 2021. 20, uh, um, let's see. Oh, what? Market Watch won't let me. Oh, this is a member exclusive. That is such a cock tease. That's a cock tease right there. How dare they? How dare they? All right. What else we got here? I don't know. I'm just not really seeing any negative news on an S&P 500 index. Oh, September effect is a market correction happening. Coming. This might be the most negative news I could find on it. So this is another Motley Fool one, fool.ca. Um, but this is a September effect is a market correction coming by article by Andrew Button, published September 6th, 2021. 
Let's just kind of read through it real quick. This September, stocks are looking pretty pricey. The post-COVID stock market rally has taken all major North American indexes to new highs, and valuations have crept up, along with the averages. Amid such an environment, it's natural to wonder whether a correction is around the corner. Historically, there's some precedent for thinking that one might be. In this article, uh, I'll explore that historical precedent in detail and examine whether it justifies giving your investments a second thought. Hmm, it's an interesting article. Well, I'm going to keep reading it to you guys. So let's see. September has historically been the worst month for markets, for the markets. One historical factor that argues for a market correction this month is the September effect. Historically, September has been the worst month for stocks. With a mean is negative 0.4% return. Well, the October effect is better known. The September effect actually has a more statistical basis. Historically, October has delivered positive returns. September hasn't. Does that mean that this September will be a loser? Uh, no. Uh, but when we consider that the Buffett indicator and other metrics like index PE ratio suggest overvaluation, we've got some basis for concern. Is a correction coming? Certainly. There's a basis for thinking that a market correction could happen this month. A crash can happen at any time, and this month is historically a bad one for the markets. This is particularly the case for U.S. stocks. If you look at a U.S. stock fund like the Vanguard S&P 500 Index Fund, uh, VOO, on the New York Stock Exchange, uh, it's based on the exact same 500 stocks that the minus 0.4% return mentioned uh, above was calculated on. If history is any indicator, then this index fund has some risk of seeing a correction this month. Of course, past performance doesn't indicate future performance. You never know what direction things are going to go in. But with the S&P 500 composite index trading at 35 times earnings in the midst of the worst month for stocks, you've got to pause for at least a moment to consider what could happen. As for Canadian stocks, the matter is uh, harder to discern. Um, I wasn't able to find any ready data on this as I did for U.S. stocks. However, after a quick glance at stock charts for the iShares S&P slash TSX 60 index fund, I was able to determine that over the last five years, the TSX had negative returns in two Septembers and a 0% return in one. I'll have to check out the uh I'll have to check out that fund. Um let's see Okay, whatever. Uh this suggests that XIU does tend to perform relatively poorly in September. And like VOO, it is trading at a historically high earnings multiple. So a correction could easily be in the cards for XIU in September. Foolish takeaway, as we've seen in this article, September is historically a weak month for stocks. It's the weakest out of the 12 out of all 12 months. In fact, a trend that trend holds over a number of different time frames. Does that mean you need to pull out your pull your money out of the markets though? Hardly. Studies show that time in the markets beats timing the market. Hyperactive investors often think entering and exiting stocks is a good idea, but few can pull it off consistently. Overall, the long game is the best way to play. Best one to play. 
Yeah, and I do agree. Um, playing the long game with st- uh, stocks is, is really the best way to go. I, like I said, I'm of the firm belief the uh, S&P 500 is probably your best bet. But look, uh, there is the possibility of a market crash. I really, I just, I would just be surprised if the market didn't crash. It would really shock me because everything is overvalued. I mean, it's so obvious, but I mean, there are also a lot of people who are, I like to call them couch investors who are just throwing their money into in stocks and buying and holding, which isn't a bad practice. It's just a lot of companies are so overvalued right now because of this. People are just pumping up stocks and it's, it's a tough one. So, um, the ones I think, I think the safest ones you can get into though, when it comes to, if you want to protect your ass, uh, during any market condition. Um, you certainly, you most certainly want to get into, um, oh, what the fuck's it called? Oh, just dividend stocks in general. Just get into the best dividend stocks you can muster, um, create yourself a good watch list and just make sure you get into really good companies. Um, if you don't want to take any risks and you want to make sure you're well diversified an S and P 500 index fund is seriously, sincerely the easiest and the best way to go. I, um, I think you should also buy the S and P 500 index fund when the market crashes as well. This is another reason why you should always keep money on the side in reserve. Cause if you keep money in reserve, that means you have the ability to take advantage of whatever may happen. So there's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of stuff, man. I'm, I'm a, I mean, I'm well, again. I'm a firm believer um, in uh, like I really am a firm believer in the S and P 500. Um, uh, call me a fanboy, right? I mean, call me a fanboy, but the S and P is the best. It really is, and uh, but yes, things are overvalued, so keep that in mind. But don't freak out when prices go lower. Just remember, getting like the S and P. 500 is basically like buy, being able to buy a mansion at like 40% discount, right? So like if I had the opportunity to buy a mansion, a really great, great mansion at 40%, uh, minus 40% the value it was yesterday, I would certainly take it because I know it's still a good product. You know, I still know it's good real estate. And the same with uh, the S&P 500. I know it lists 500 of the best companies, which means it, it, you want to always own it. So. um Index funds are always a must. Um, please do me a favor and continue to own them, everybody. I think you're, I think you're foolish if you don't own them. <laughs> you're missing out on a big party. Um, the more you invest, the better. It's better than saving money. I'll tell you that right now. If you're saving money, you're going. Your the value of your money lessens over time. You, you, you the best inflation-proof assets are gold. Um, Real estate, stocks, bonds, not really. Bonds are hit or miss, depending on the type of bonds. You can actually get inflation-protected bonds, just to let you go. But, um, yeah, that's the way it goes. But here, I, I think I'm only going to stick to two articles. This, this, this episode's gone on long enough, but I just want to thank you guys for taking the time, as always, uh, to, to view these videos because I really want to help you guys out and just show you the different news articles that are out there for all these different companies. And um, it's fun to read these articles because I get more insight. And these are articles, by the way, I've never read. 
I just kind of pick and choose based on title and based on what it looks like. And I just read it and we just kind of take a, I just take a quick analysis of the article and kind of let it sink in and see if it changes me. I, I think, um, I think it's good to read as many different, uh, articles on one thing, the ones that's, that have good news about something and ones that have bad news about whatever that something is that you're studying at the moment. So continue to read, continue to grow, continue to understand what's around you, continue to invest and delay your gratification. The more you invest, the better. The more your money will multiply, the better. Saving money doesn't multiply your money. Investing your money multiplies it. So that's my best uh, advice. Continue to multiply your money and do me a favor. Have sex with the like button. Have sex with the dislike button. Have sex with the subscribe button. And later, guys, stay 